Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Welcome to Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart along with George Kurtz. We'll go through everything in the sporting world today. The NFL draft set to go back on right now. Already down uh, three rounds in round four. We're going to be going live too pretty soon. And uh, I'll tell you something, George, very interesting things shaping up. A lot of uh, movement going around, a lot of trades. Uh, What else did we expect? Drama, drama, drama. Vlad Guerrero Jr. for the Jays. Oh, my God. You think like Babe Ruth came out of the from the grave there, the way people are talking about that. But a nice debut for Toronto. They get the win there and uh, a whole lot more betting boards galore today. Baseball games. And uh, what can you say? It's the weekend, buddy. Is it a bad sign that you had to sneeze as soon as the show comes on? Yeah. Is that a bad sign? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm struggling. I'm struggling today, too, George. I, have a, I just realized, I'm like, I haven't done my taxes. I got three days for there. My sleep machine broke. I owed 2200 bucks there. It's just uh, in one of those days, too, you know, and I bet on Colorado and hockey last night. Not uh, not a good way to go to bed last night. Very, uh, very bitter bear this morning. I'm a little bit uh, angry. And I know your Islanders played their asses off, and they lost in overtime, too. But, George, I say to you, at least you have a team still to root for uh, that's a valid point i do still have a team to root for there uh yeah i mean i honestly didn't score last night right no goals tough to win if you don't score uh although i think the refs made a mistake in uh, taking the goal away from the islanders i agree I, with that I, yeah. they just automatically thought that was goaltender interference that was embellishment by morasic big time <laughs> i don't know i mean uh, lee definitely hit him but he was pushed in yeah i mean that, exactly. that's my, my problem with it i, I think as a ref you have to realize you know once again you let the goal stand carolina can challenge it and then they can overturn yeah, it. But if exactly. you call a penalty and take that goal away, there's no recourse there. There's just no recourse. Now, that being said, uh, you, know, on, you, see, I, you know, I follow the right people on social media, and there was no uproar about this, that the Islanders got screwed. You know, there wasn't. You know, so I think it was maybe a closer play than I, uh, maybe I thought. But I, it, it just looked like to me like the defenseman rode Lee in there, and Lee had, you know, had no choice. Now, did Morazic add, uh, add to it? Probably. Most goaltenders yeah, do. It's sort of, sort of what we're taught. Right, hey, to do, he right? flopped. There's no denying it. You watched it. You don't go down like that. He flopped. But that's what a good goaltender does. It's part of that acting. You got to, you know, if this is going to happen, you got to make sure you sell it to the ref, too. And he sold it. He did. And uh, once again, this happened in the second period. So it wasn't like it happened late third period. You see, this, yeah. uh, this cost the game. No, it probably didn't cost the game. You still got to score. You got to do more damage than that. But I, I thought it was a mistake on the refs' part once again. And which seems to be the overriding uh, opinion of these playoffs. Very uh, inconsistent to bad refing in the NHL playoffs. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough job. The players are really quick. Also, to not not taking, you know, I'm I'm gonna say the refs. They did some pretty bad, pretty bad jobs. Like they, they some calls were off and a little bit inconsistent. But Brock Nelson too. When a puck goes on your stick like multiple times, you have to put it in the net. Like guys, guys missing nice. pucks left, right, and center. Like that's that's bad hands right there, right? So if this guy, if, if he actually connected Georgia, we wouldn't even have overtime or a Carolina win. Uh, he uh, pissed away a lot of good opportunities last night. Kind of feel bad for the guy, but. That's what you're there to do. You got to bury those. Those were great opportunities. Yeah, he had trouble one timers last night. He whiffed on at least two that I saw clearly. And you got to think, though, at least one of those goes in the net. There. You got to connect with those, as you said. Got to connect. And uh, the overtime goal, I don't know what in the hell Cal Clutterbuck was thinking. Yeah, I'm watching the overtime. The Islanders are controlling the overtime. They're controlling it. it like it was they were. A time, and I kept Carolina saying play, played a lot of hockey, George. Like, I was thinking, I go, the longer this goes, you almost want to, like, play a trap with these guys, make them skate, 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 coming off a double overtime win against Washington. It was all to the Islanders' advantage. Rested, tired Carolina team, but... Uh, yeah, frustrating if you're if you're an Islander fan because yeah, you you start you you could have buried them in overtime. They would have ran out of gas.
That's what I was thinking. I was, I was, I was thinking they were definitely going to run out of gas there. But what are you going to do? And I thought uh, also, uh, when I was looking at the goaltending situation too with Leonard, I, he's very, very slow to come off the post. I was kind of, kind of shocked there. It's almost like he didn't understand what the what the play was doing, or it, that there was going to be like a bounce off the boards there. But what are you going to do? It's, uh, it was a crazy game. The over under was set very, very, very low at five goals, five goals in that hockey game, which I thought was a little bit weird, but that's to your point, George. And you know, the Islanders, they don't score a lot of goals in Carolina. They've had a hot goaltending with Morazic and the same with Leonard. He's been playing his ass off too. He's been diving all over the place, but many, many opportunities where, uh, these goaltenders, you know, they, they're making saves and they're not just making like minor saves too. These guys are making saves on uh, breakaways. They're making saves on great chances like in front of the net. The, so, yeah, anyway, I expect uh, the next game, too. It's going to be a very, very, very tight series because uh, I'll tell you, this, uh, this, these teams are very, almost like identical. They're like twins when you really, really break them down. Very, very similar hockey team. So, yeah, and uh, what surprised me, though, was the San Jose-Colorado uh, game. I thought Colorado could jump on them early. They did. And uh, after that, it was all um, San Jose. They woke up, and what can you say about the Sharks? This is a team that should have been emotionally drained after a series in Vegas, and once the second period uh, came about, Georgia, they kicked their ass. Well, San Jose's the better team. I don't think anybody would be surprised surprised about that. So uh, I'm not surprised San Jose beat up on Colorado. I just thought maybe Colorado would come out a little stronger. I mean, let's face it, for Colorado, that top line, McKinnon, Ranton, and Landeskog, it has to dominate. It does. If it doesn't. They have no yep. chance in the series. It has to dominate there, and it didn't last night. I think they had two points between them, uh, an assist for McKinnon and an assist for Ranton, and that was it, and they need more than that. They just need more than that. I thought Colorado might have the edge last night as well, no Pavelski, and if we remember at the end of the regular season when Pavelski was out, San Jose went into a dive, complete dive swoon that took him out of uh, any chance of winning the Pacific Division. You know, that's how Calgary won that division. Pavelski went out. They lost like 8 of 9, something silly like that. So I would have thought that gave Colorado a chance there. I think the win now for San Jose allows them to play a little bit safer with Pavelski, maybe not rush him back. Even yep. though it's a concussion, he's got to pass his uh, – He's got to pass his test before he has even a chance to get back. But it allows him to play it a little bit more cautious now before they put him back in there. We saw what happened with Victor Hedman in Tampa Bay. Yeah, they may have pushed him back a little bit because he passed all the tests, and he was not the same player. Uh, but they felt they had to because it was the playoffs. They started to lose, had no choice, that sort of thing. Yeah, and, uh, I, I agree there. That's that's just a huge win for those guys. I thought Colorado would catch him off guard in the first game, and then they'd come back. But, hey, we'll give these guys full marks. You know, they understand that Jumbo Joe Thornton with another goal. They understand this is his last hurrah, so he's going to dig deep and uh, try to do everything he can to win a Stanley Cup. Before we get into the, all the other uh, baseball and football topics of the day, George, quick thoughts on the game today. Just from a betting perspective and a betting angle, uh, I, did a, I, did, I did two live bets uh, last night, and I took both dogs that lost the first game. I was wondering how you attack that situation. I still think Dallas is going to beat uh, St. Louis. I know a lot of people love the Blues in this series. Bennington's a great story, but I think Dallas played their worst game they possibly could and still lost by one. They're like plus 240 live down one game, and uh, I still think Columbus can beat Boston. Hey, got to give the Boston Bruins a lot of credit, though, tying that uh, game up when they were down and uh, winning in overtime. These guys are just consummate professionals. They find ways to get it done and never get rattled. True. I mean, I thought, I thought Boston had the edge in game one, mainly because since Colorado had, uh, Colorado, Columbus had the long break, it might take them a little bit to get up to par. You know, I think, but I think as the, season, as the series goes along, that edge goes to Columbus. Boston's got to get tired. They have to get tired. They have to wear down somewhat. And obviously game one going to overtime, not good for them either. They did win the game, but still not the way you wanted it to go here. As for the game here, I'm looking at minus 140 for the, the Bruins. Over under is five and a half. I kind of lead more towards the over there than anything else. Uh, I, I, think the, I think I would take the plus uh, goal and a half. I'll take Columbus here. I think they, uh, even if they do lose, I think it'll be another 3-2 loss, something like that. I think it'll be close. What I always worry about with something like this is the, the empty net goal. For That's sure. My only concern there is that empty net goal screws me, where it is 3 2. And, oh, great. Pass next goes and empty net goal, it's 4 2. You know, that sort of thing there. But uh, I like Columbus. I like the under, but not a heavy amount either one. 
Yeah, basically that's what I was looking at too. Even if you wanted to do a safer parlay with two dogs at plus one and a half, Dallas plus one and a half minus two thirty-five, and Columbus plus one and a half minus two thirty-five. Exactly the same uh, line there, George. It's plus one hundred three. So you're getting back take back there. But I worry about the empty netter too. Uh, what do you think? Do you think like am I the only guy that is so high on Dallas that thinks they're going to come back and, and win, George? Like I even Tarasenko played well in that game and they won. I'm just. I, I don't know. Like, I like the Blues a lot, but I still think Dallas is better watching that series against Nashville. Am I crazy? Because I think getting them at plus 240 in the series is uh, major value. I don't know why I'd say major value. Uh, I mean, I, the Blues are a deeper team. They're deeper uh, on D. They're deeper on O. Yeah. Now Dallas has the Stars. And I, I don't mean that as in Dallas. I mean, they have the yeah. Stars. Seguin. Well, well ben, put. Yes. You know, yes. yes. <laughs> Didn't mean to do that, by the way. But, it hey, worked. it worked out hey, that way. It, it <laughs> the Stars, yes. <laughs> they do. They're all Stars, right? Hey, da-da-da. All right. So uh, that's my only worry there. I think St. Louis is going to roll those three, four lines and start to pound, pound, pound. With that being said, I think Dallas wins today, too. I don't see this as St. Louis. I think they have a deeper team. I don't necessarily mean think they're the better team. You know, I think this is a close series. I know I predicted uh, St. Louis in seven, and I'm going to stick with that, which means I think they are going to split the first two games. I think I predicted to go all the uh, series in seven, with, except for the Islanders. Well, what do you know? I picked them in six. That's that's going over well for me. So, it's early. Uh, it's early. It's early. It's early. All right. All right. Score a goal, please. Score a goddamn goal. <laughs> all right. Uh, I was not, ha- not happy last night. The Yankees won, though. So, hey, there's, there, there's that. Yeah, no, you got a lot to be happy for, George. Like, think about, uh, like, you know, my, like my teams here. Like, uh, you know, the, uh, the the Leafs, they're done. They're, they lose to Boston. And I guess the Blue Jays, all we have to do is uh, they're not even, they don't even care about the team. They're just talking about Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Honestly, last night it was wild. His dad was there and stuff. And just uh, a crazy atmosphere at, at Skydome there. And uh, in, the, in the pregame warm-up and batting practice, he smoked one off a chick's head, like, at the hotel. Like probably it was just unbelievable. Like on a smooth, easy swing too. Looked like he was just like just taking out like an iron in golf. And I said, okay, yeah, I'll just pop it right down the middle. Smashed it right off the restaurant window, and uh, he helped them win last night. A double in the ninth inning, but uh, yeah, absolutely crazy. That tells you about the people of Toronto. Like they need help. Like it was like God came back down to earth last night for for Guerrero. That was nuts. Well, let's face it. What else does that team have to root for? Yeah, you know, exactly. They have, they're going to root for him. <laughs> really, they have two things to root for. You know, Guerrero and the damage he's going to do from now until the end of the season. And where does Stroman end up? Because Stroman is pitching lights out, man. His value Very, can't be any higher than it I is right agree. Now. I agree. What do you do? What do you do with Stroman? That, and that's the thing. I know you you draft him in fantasy, and uh, I got to be honest, George. I didn't see this coming. I, I I thought Stroman was good. I didn't think this kind of domination. He also has great historical uh, numbers and splits against uh, Oakland, a team he's really pitched well against in his career. But I didn't expect this like start after start after start against you know pretty decent hitting lineups. Like Stroman's been a real surprise, especially with all the crap and attitude we had at the start of the year. You know he's always bitching all the time, but now he's letting his pitching talk. And that's what you should do, by the way. Let, let your performance yep. talk, especially when teams think about moving you. Uh, he'll listen. He'll have suitors. He'll have. He had suitors in the oh, RC. The Padres. Yep. The Padres were after him. So uh, once again, if I'm Toronto, when's the when's the best time? When is the best time to move him? That's what I'm trying to figure I'm thinking, out here. I'm thinking pretty soon because, uh, as I know, watching Marcus Stroman over his career, he usually has hot, hot starts, but as things as the season progresses, he'll tend to fade. I, you always want to try to sell at the peak of, uh, you know productivity and i think it's it's pretty like right now george when you're looking at it, you're thinking this is about as good as it gets for this guy i don't think it can get much better well my thinking would be this he's made six starts this season and he's pretty much faced he's faced poor lineups yeah you know, he Detroit, has for the most part. baltimore cleveland those are three of the worst lineups in the game tampa bay far yeah. from a uh, juggernaut there back to back against oakland they're a home run hitting lineup they hit home runs they That's win true. they don't they lose that's pretty much what oakland is. so he's fa- he's uh, avoided the uh the deeper lineups not that there are that many in the american league there really aren't when you think about it but he's avoided them right now so if i'm them i mean it's a, it's april 27th you know teams right now they're in evaluation mode of what they need so maybe you can't get well, you feel maybe you're gonna have to wait till June before you can get a good deal for someone, or a deal that you feel is a good deal. But if I'm the Jays, I'm certainly marketing them. If you don't plan on signing them long term, don't plan on keeping them. You know you're rebuilding for another two to three years. Then you trade this guy, trade him while he's hot, while the value is there. Especially at the last season, where you're, you know 5.54 ERA, 1.48 WHIP was terrible. Yeah. You mentioned the attitude problems, got hurt. Da 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 da. This season's 1.43 or 1.09. You're not gonna do much better than that. He's p- pitching lights out right now. I'm certainly checking the market. 
Don't you think, though, it, he kind of Strowman reminds me of Roy Oswalt a little bit, like back in the day, like that bulldog-type pitcher. I think he's got, like, you know what I mean, George? Like a guy that could really, really do well early. O- o- over time, I think he'll break down with that frame. It's not like he's a horse. He's a smaller guy. He's in good shape, mind you, but he doesn't have the frame to be that type of guy to just eat innings and eat innings and eat innings, his mechanics. He's, he's one of those guys I look in, in a couple of years to flame out, to be honest with you. I think you're right. I don't think he's he's only about what five seven, five eight. He's not a big guy. He's, he's no, he, yeah, he's stocky. Like he's in he's in good shape, but he's not like he's more like a bulldog style pitcher. Like he's not that big prototypical, you know, horse that can go out there and do this. Like eventually, like over time, guys with that frame, it it doesn't end well for them. They got to make make their money while they can. Agreed. He's not built like a prototypical pitcher, which is another reason why you should move on from him. If someone has to pay that price, (laughs) pay for it, that he might have one big year for them, hey, let them do that. Uh, I would certainly uh, advise that. Once again, pitching, there's every team, even the good teams need pitching. Right, every team. You and I, we did our baseball preview. We know what the Milwaukee Brewers' rotation looks terrible. I mean, yeah. It's just terrible. They're hitting. They're hitting team. That's what they are. And you go on and on. The Braves have had issues with pitching so far. Hell, the Mets. I thought we thought one of the best pitching staffs had issues with their pitching staff. Right. I'm talking to a Mets fan last night. He was like, all ready to cry. He goes, Degrom is terrible. Cinder guys been bad all year. Wheeler's been inconsistent. Mats is Mats and Vargas sucks. You know. So it's uh, it's funny. Every team needs pitching. If the Blue Jays were to market this correctly, I think they'd get a pretty damn good haul. I agree. I, I agree 100%. And things are so bad uh, with your Yankees there, George, with all with all the injuries. You actually go and get Cameron Mabin. Like, it's uh, it's desperate times call for desperate measures right now, eh, buddy? It's <laughs> scary. Like, in, injuries galore. Like, he, he didn't even crack Cleveland's lineup. Isn't he in, like, in the minor leagues? Like, nice guy, nice, good athletic player, but uh, very weak bat. 14 guys on the IL for the Yankees now. The good news is the Yankees, Andrew Hart should be back next week. Uh, maybe even news. earlier than that, actually. Yeah, he he should be back. Tulowitzki looks like he's close to coming back here. Is the he? About, well, he'll, he's he's going to come back. When he's going to go back yeah. on the, the IL again? That's That's anyway, right. I'm just saying he'll be back. Quick stay. All right. yeah, exactly. He may he's, come he back May 1st and be on the IL May 5th, for all I know. That wouldn't shock anybody at all. But, hey, he's coming back. So the Yankees got, the Yankees got to take what they can get at this point. Yeah, exactly. George brings up the good point. Even the best injuries running rampant all over MLB. We got the NFL draft. It's on again. We'll talk to George about some of the big names there and go through the betting and DFS boards. I'm Cam Stewart. He's Kurtz. We get fantasy update coming back after a short break. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It's the power of Kurtz. It's curious thing. Welcome back to the show. Cam Stewart here. I'm in my bunker. George Kurtz in the family uh, compound. Not sure what's on the list, but there's always something going on at the Kurtz home on the weekend after the show. Things to do. Married life. I got single life there, George. I'm just uh, kind of, you know, doing my thing. I go see the sleep doctor. He's going to crush me for another two grand, 2200 Thank you, sir. And, uh, yeah, just to keep me alive here, go do the taxes. That'll be fun. I'll get gouged there. Just a, a Saturday afternoon <coughs> gouging. That's what it feels like. Oh, good times for you. I got to go to communion <laughs> after this. All oh, right. nice, nice, nice. A little, a yeah, little wine yeah, and nice. some crackers. <laughs> The only, the only good. Yeah, no, I'm not going to the church part. All right, no, 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 no. no. I think. Oh no! Oh, I think just, that's happening now. After, you go to the I after think, party. Yeah, I think that the church thing's happening right now. So it's a shame I couldn't go because I had to work. Well, just a shame. I'm all broken up about it. I got to um, be honest yeah. with you. The weekend fantasy Thank update God. keeps you out of a lot of uh, things that you don't want to do, George. It's actually been a real uh, power play for you, like getting out of uh, things that you're uh, trying to dodge. You know what I'm it's saying? It's the crazy thing about this job. <laughs> Sorry, honey. I can't go. I can't go to the yep. communion. I can't go to the yep. church. Money. Gotta I work, have to baby. Work. Gotta work. <laughs> gotta work, babe. Sorry. You know how much I wanted to go. 
Because I love standing in a pew being told what to do by 90-year-old men who are molesting boys. <laughs> yeah, no, I, haven't been to, I haven't been to church in a while. I haven't uh, repented in a while. I, I don't really think God cares if the Dallas Stars uh, cover in regulation or went outright or anything like that. I, we, got, we, got our, we got our own problems there, George. But uh, did you watch that? Uh, did you see that uh, White Sox-Tigers uh, game last night? That was a lot of fun. <laughs> I, uh, like I, guess not. I had the three. I had the three TVs going. Right, one TV's got the NFL draft. That's the sounds on, so I can hear a draft. The other TV had the Islanders on. Then the uh, Yankees were on, and the other TV had the rotating baseball games. So uh, nice. Yeah, nice. I, I got a great Oh yeah, Excellent and the wife plan. was working, which was great. So I'm not getting disturbed yep. there. The, the kids were upstairs on their devices, so they left me alone. You know, you order a little uh, little meatball hero, uh, a little, oh, little chicken great. roll there. Zeppelis. I, I had a good night. That is a good night. Except for the Islanders, everything else was very, very good in the in, in the world of Kurtz. No, I was just like, if you like pitching, that's uh, that's a game you should have avoided. I actually had money on the White Sox, so I paid some attention to a White Sox-Tigers game that I never really would, but uh, absolutely brutal swings. And we talk about live betting in baseball. That's a perfect example of, like, you can get any team at, like, crazy plus money and just middle it and order more meatball subs, George. <laughs> the swings in that game were stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I saw the the game winning home run by Anderson uh, later on the, that game. It was uh, it was a fun. Game. Getting used fun to game that action. type of stuff, Anderson, in these uh, epic moments. I think you know I went to bed after two. Is the is the Seattle Texas game over? By the way, because they were still playing when I went to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't even check that. I didn't, I can't mind. That game was four for four, like the 80th inning when I went to sleep. That that, that game end. Did somebody win that game? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I didn't watch that. I, yeah, I didn't even watch that game. I was too busy watching the hockey. At least we had the, the we had the over the total in the hockey game one, but um, wrong side. Georgia also uh, congratulations to Albert Pujols. He collects uh, RBI one thousand nine hundred ninety five passing uh, Lou Gehrig. It's kind of interesting. I was just going through my memory bank and all the bar jobs that I have watching Albert Pujols hit monster home runs and stuff. It's amazing. The guy can't move, but he uh, he, he kind of keeps on ticking. This guy. Uh, congratulations to him. That's quite a milestone absolutely uh, you might you're right I mean, he can't move anymore he but he, he can hit he gets uh, you know yep. stay in the batter's box and hit a little bit not this, nowhere near the uh, hall of famer he once was and i'm sure if the angels had their choice they'd like to move on from him yeah but uh that's not going to happen who wants him like that like i guess maybe for what, what would you do for one playoff run then there's got to be maybe one a couple teams that would go you know what maybe but that no, you can't no no one's taking Albert him on that yeah exactly yeah, yeah that's, that's not happening he's, he's no, there forever for sure yeah he's the angel angel for life and then and then it's over what were you thinking, uh, George, about the uh, – I'm just watching the NFL draft right now. Hopefully uh, we're getting into San Francisco's now. The Jets are now on the clock. So, yeah, things are still happening here. And this is where the drafts are going to be win and loss. The second and third rounds are really, really, really important. We're into the fourth round now. And uh, really interesting stuff before we get to, you know, all the co- the major quarterback news. Uh, something that kind of went under the radar, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs drafting uh, Herdman this uh, – very, very speedy receiver. Um, and you saw with this Tyreek Hill information now with the audio out, and we didn't really make comments on that because we don't know the whole story. We still don't know exactly the whole story. But the way he's talking to the fiancé and the kid basically, quote-unquote, daddy did this to me. Uh, Chief saying don't report to the camp till we find out what's going on. i got to believe that this guy's not going to be uh, playing for the Chiefs for a few games this year. And they actually went out and drafted uh, Tyreek Hill Jr., basically, a very, very speedy receiver in the same type uh, almost a clone of himself well you're, you're actually being very nice i think he's played his last game for the chiefs i'm not sure he's play uh, if he'll play in the nfl again all right he's done with the chiefs they'll, yeah. they'll release him when the time is right i don't think there's any doubt about that uh he, he's going bye-bye uh for the chiefs uh now whether he plays in the nfl again my he'll be put on a suspended list that's going to happen before the season starts yeah. uh and then he's got maybe he's got to go through a truckload of legal problems now all right he admitted pretty much on tape what he did all right, that, that's not good. That's not good in legal performance. You're done. And then he's got to try and avoid prison time, which won't be easy. And then he's got to try to get a team to sign him. Man, we haven't really seen this in the NFL. I mean, so uh, I'm talking. Well, we see, sure, yeah, so. like the Ray Rice stuff, whatever. But this, this nah, Tyreek Hill stuff different. takes it. This is I agree. Different. Oh, I agree, 100. percent This takes it to new levels of like these guys will let felons play in the league. They, there's no moral compass or character. You win football games, no one gives a shit about what you're doing or how you act or whatever. There's so many bad guys in the league, but this guy. This takes it to epic, epic proportions. You're right. Like, there has to be a statement made. Like, I don't care if you're one of the best receivers, electrifying players, fastest guys. It's done. You, you can't 
be doing this stuff, and you, these people in this league cannot endorse this type of behavior. The closest we've had in the NFL to this would be Adrian Peterson with the switch. And that wasn't even close to this, in my opinion. And that's not that's, that was more of a disciplinary thing where that's what yeah. they believe down, down south. I, I, I never even heard of what a switch I didn't even know what a switch was. Someone yeah, had to like, explain a, like a branch or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah. like, you know, like when I, when I was younger or whatever, we're not going to get whip. into a show, a show about discipline and stuff. But I remember things that the principal in public school used to do to me, he'd be in jail for now. I'm talking about like pulling down your, like getting whipped with a uh, ruler, a uh, wooden spoon, anything that you can grab there. Yeah, I've never been whipped with a tree branch but uh, that's a whole different story than Tyreek Hill and it's uh, a few years down the line too and this guy's history other than Adrian Peterson is way worse it's been going on forever so this guy's just a bad citizen you know and I don't like to make comments about people you know I'm not a perfect guy but the things that this guy does is just it's to me it's it's deplorable it's sick of course it's sick. I mean, once again, no, none of us are perfect citizens. I can promise you I've never beaten my kids. Discipline them? Absolutely. But not, yeah. certainly not beat them. Certainly not broken their arm. I mean, that, that's ridiculous. My kids aren't afraid of me. That, that's just, it's just yeah. sick. It's just sick. So I, I think he's going to have a hard time coming back to the NFL. Because to a team that decides to sign him, because once again, I think the Chiefs will release him. It's just a matter of time. They'll do it when, they, when the timing's right. You know, like the PR hit, in other words. Uh, so they'll release him. And then for a team to sign him that's going to take that hit and all the organizations that are being protesting this, that you signed a, a child abuser, and that's what he is. Yeah. And the way you look at it, he's a child abuser. No, this is not the and, first time. And, and the way he, he talked he, to his he, wife, too. What was the other quote that they have? You better be afraid of me, bitch, or something like that. Like, that's unacceptable. Like, this guy, he's a menace to society. I don't care how good of a football player you are. It's over. And they drafted a guy exactly like him. So, and I love Andy Reid, too, that you, oh, this had nothing to do with Tyreek Hill. What, you think we're, we're stooges? We live on the moon? Like, on, uh, honest to God, yeah, it, it has a lot to do with it. So, like, <laughs> we're not that stupid here. But anyway, this whole situation, it's just, it's just going to get worse and and uh, you're predicting ban for life, right, George? You're thinking this could be. This I don't is the think end. he'll I'm be. Not even... ba- I don't. They won't ban him for life. All right. What they'll do is they'll put him on the suspended list, and then they'll he'll have to re- uh, you know apply for reinstatement next offseason, yeah. offseason after that, whenever it might be. And I imagine they'll let him do that. And then the problem is going to be getting a team to sign him. That's going to be the problem. You know, well, who's? I mean, I don't. I couldn't do it. With good conscience, I can't sign if I'm the owner. No, you you know, if I'm if I'm the owner of the Cowboys, I can't sign Terry Kill. I can't do it. And he's signing a child abuser who's done it twice, by the way. Remember, he beat up his pregnant girlfriend the first time, too. Yeah, exactly. Not, how, can he, how can he say, well, I'm sorry I learned my lesson? Didn't you say that last time? Yeah. So you're, 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 you're done. I mean, I just don't see how I, I could do that. But then again, this is the NFL. This is the world of sports. They don't give a crap about any of that. The PR machine will get working. You know, if, you know, some, whatever, you know, Team B signs him, that PR machine will be working full time, full time, telling you what a great guy Terry Kills has become since this happened. He's done, oh, he's gone through all counseling. He's done this, done that. He's really, truly sorry here. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. But it, it'll go work. And someone, I think, will sign him eventually. But I think it'll be a couple of years down the line here. But someone will take a chance on that talent again. Because talent is all that matters in the NFL. They, you can be a mass murderer. They don't care. All right? As long as you have talent, you'll get another shot. For sure. Yeah, and it, and it, the way I look at it too, his stuff is just so much worse than anybody. Like you have a couple guys who did some really stupid things, but his stuff is just so, on, a, on, a, on a level so much higher and worse than we have to do some, uh, something about it. And I'm with you, George. Like I think it's uh, it's time to go. And if you get reinstated down the line, well, that's up to the other team to, you know, they can uh, rewrite uh, things the way they want to basically sugarcoat things and say, hey, you know, we care more about winning football games and uh, we don't care if this guy's an, an absolute, uh, you know, a dick. But uh, what do you think about, um, obviously, the uh, Kyler Murray money? I usually don't bet at minus 330s, George, but when it came down, that was almost like I never say a bet is a lock. It's a big superstition of mine, but that's about as close to a lock as you're going to get. The guy's wearing like a, you know, pink kind of red crimson suit too, like with Arizona. Like I'm thinking this is like there's no way that they don't pick him up. That's obvious. But now finally uh, Josh Rosen in the story going to Miami. Good on the Miami Dolphins. And uh, this story is basically cleared now because those guys obviously couldn't coexist together. That would have been a, a train wreck. But uh, interesting stuff uh, in the draft. And you're living in New York. Gabe was telling me, I know he did the, the morning show stuff just to go over everything. Uh, the Daniel Jones stuff, maybe even sitting a couple years before he plays. It's just seems like uh, Gettleman, they, they love ripping this guy, too. Interesting drama, as we expected in uh, the NFL draft. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, we're going to talk about the quarterbacks here. First, uh, Kyler Murray, I mean, come on, you and I were talking about this in, what, January, February? Yeah, exactly. Set I can't believe then. the line went down, though, George. Like, at the sports book, when Marenzi went to the sports book, we go through the prop lines. First, he was minus, like, 1,000, so he's 10 to 1. Then it went to minus 700, and on, on game day, it's like they were almost trying to, like, bait you or whatever. It went down to, like, minus 330. I'm like, that's... That's uh, I wouldn't bet a favorite that big, but that's giving away money. Like sports books don't rarely give away money, but that was a donation because you knew he was all, going first overall. All you needed to know about Murray being picked by the Cardinals was that they kept talking about it. You don't do that to Josh Rosen. You're you never want a quarterback if, you, if you're not going to take a quarterback. You just don't. Right? That that'd be that'd be terrible. You know. So he was always going there. He was always was as soon as Kingsbury got hired there. And listen, I don't necessarily think it's the the wrong move. I've said it that before. The NFL quarterback driven league. If you think Murray is the man, that's going to be your franchise quarterback. And Rosen, you're still not sure about. Then you have to do what you have to do. And the same thing for the Dolphins here. I don't think trading for Rosen means they won't take if they you know if they're zero sixteen, which they very well might be. Uh, that means they won't take uh, Tarvi, uh, what is Teteo next year. I don't think that means that at yeah. all. Because once again, or Herbert, or the kid from Oregon, uh, Justin Herbert, too. Ro- Rosen had. Yeah. Rosen has a year to prove himself. And if the Dolphins aren't positive and you have the number one overall pick, then you take the quarterback again. You keep swinging until you hit. You need the quarterback. You're not going to win without it. It's what the Giants didn't understand last year when you took Saquon Barkley. You took Barkley at two over Sam Darnold. Yes, Barkley is going to be a Hall of Fame. Great player. Yeah. What, what, what was your record with Barkley? Six and ten because you can't win in the NFL without a quarterback and you're not going to win with Eli. It's actually right, funny. I was just I'm just watching the NFL draft too, and uh, the, the the kid that the second the Penn State other back too is almost as good. Like I'm not going to say like he's like a poor man's Barkley. He's that good. That's the thing. Like you can get and you can get a running back like that in the second or third round, right? Like that's you don't have to. Yeah, you can find a running back you can live yeah. with. You cannot find a quarterback. Yeah, you need exactly. to connect on one or else you're not going anywhere. The Giants didn't understand this. The fans didn't understand this. Barkley <laughs> was is the Barkley is and was the best best player in last year's there's no doubt about that but you could find a running back rounds two three four on the free agent one that you can live with that'll win you games you can't do that with a quarterback you just cannot you have to draft one this is once again why i don't blame the Cardinals for taking murray after they took rosen last year i won't blame the dolphins if they do the same thing at the trading for rosen yeah. this year if they take a quarterback number one uh, next year you have to keep doing it until you find the right one and by the way gettleman yep. And Elway saying that they all, you know, Locke and Jones might sit for three years. That's bullshit. That will not happen. <laughs> that does not happen in today's NFL. When you keep comparing it to what happened, you know, with Aaron Rodgers. That's a, it's a different game. The CBA and is of course different. It is. You can't afford to do that anymore. I'm not saying Jones will play this year. He may he may not. He may sit for a year. And they may do the yeah, KC model. For, I think he'll sit for a year, but not, not for right, two but, or three. But That's he's just not ludicrous. sitting three. Right. Yeah. He'll be so, They will both be the starter unless they flop. Unless they flop and train up and they're just terrible. They'll both be the starter yeah. no later than next year. And I think I they'll l- actually probably play this year. And I like Miami's situation a hell of a lot more, George, because the one thing we know about Ryan Fitzpatrick is he's not a franchise quarterback. You just go throw him out there, you're shit again, and uh, and then you got Rosen, uh, or you, you got Rosen, like, waiting in the wings. Oh, or Rosen Rosen's going to start one. now. Now he starts from day one, exactly. But I'm just saying, I like Miami's situation because you just you have that. Ryan, okay, so you got the safety valve there. The problem with the other teams is they have all these guys that are kind of hanging on and the other guy. When do you put them in? How long do you wait? Is it week three? Is it one year? Obviously, it's what we say, it's not two or three years, but it's a different situation with the, with the quarterbacks that they have. I think probably Haskell. In, in Washington, too. Like, they have Case Keenum. That's going to be an interesting situation for him falling to 15 to the Redskins, too. That's a real good move by them getting him that late. Very good. Well, Washington played it right. They, they played sure it did. right. They, they did well. They I got to give Daniel, I don't give Daniel Snyder credit much, George, but kudos to him. He did a good job waiting. Didn't panic. Right. He didn't, and usually he does. We expected him to panic. He didn't. Yes. He got the quarterback they wanted from the area. And they, let's face it, they may have gotten the best quarterback in the draft. We don't know. Haskins, his value, his stock dropped as the drafts got closer for various reasons. Uh, but they may, they got their quarterback in the future. I think they did a good job there. They traded up to get sweat, right, uh, later yeah. in the draft. So I think they had a very good uh, first day. I do. I think they, uh, they helped their team. Listen, you gotta have, your team has to have hope. With Case, with Case Keenum, your team had no hope. All right, you weren't going to win with the division. You weren't going to the playoffs. Yeah. Now, he's, a, he's a placeholder. Now you got Haskins. There'll be, uh, yeah, there'll, be more ener- there'll be more energy now going on there, and that should help. And I think, once again, Haskins will bring that. The problem for all these teams, you know, Washington, you know, not too many weapons around Haskins. 
No, really not, not, not and much that's there. the thing. No, no, you're right. And Haskins is one of those guys. He's kind of like Big Ben, uh, a great, great arm, an electrifying arm, a plus, like better than the other quarterbacks. But his mobility is limited too. He like he's he's just a he's kind of a lumbering guy, right? He's not a real burner. He can't get out of trouble very right. fast. His feet. He doesn't have quick feet, but man, his his arm is electrifying. So and you're that right. That's one they of the reasons they, why his stock fell. Exactly. Exactly. They got to get. I mean, who's going to get guys for him? I know who. Richardson, <laughs> Doxson, Jordan well, Reed who can't Do- stay healthy. Doxson, well, you, you, Jordan Reed who can't stay. What about Doxson too? And Doxson came out of the TCU. Like this guy was one of George. I'm telling you, like I watch a lot of college football. This guy made one more one-handed uh, ballerina catches in bounds and whatever, but he never stayed healthy. Jordan Reed, the same thing, could be a dominant top five tight end in the NFL easily. Hurt all the time. Like that's the whole problem with the Washington Redskins. They just got to go out get get somebody who's actually played a whole collegiate schedule. Like, you know what I mean? That's why, you, you, like, Seattle went out and got Metcalf, but they need to get a guy with no injury history and, like, pray for the best because you got to help this guy out. Metcalf, by the way, has bust written all over him. Uh, the guy, listen, I, we'll it's talk about you this say on this the other about side. a player, we'll talk about this but on for the, the love side. of God, stay out of the weight room, buddy. All right? You don't need to lift any more weights. How about getting more fluid? I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, and Pete Carroll's taking off his shirt, too. I'll tell you one thing. Me and Kurtz aren't. Anyway, Weekend Fantasy Update. We'll talk more about DK Metcalf and steals of the draft. It's the Weekend Fantasy Update and or bus coming up next. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back to the Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm Cam Stewart alongside George Kurtz talking NFL draft right now. And you're right, George, uh, as a Seattle fan, you know, but obviously you have to take D- DK Metcalf at 64 when he was projected to go at 25. But we knew he wouldn't be the first uh, receiver in the draft. But, yeah, coming into the office there, no shirt on, talking to Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll takes off his shirt and uh, a story uh, breaking the other day, which we, me and you talked about weeks ago as well with Doug Baldwin and the multiple injuries. He's contemplating retirement. I don't think Seattle can go out and get one receiver. I think they actually have to go out and uh, maybe in the late rounds pick a guy like little Jordan Humphrey from Texas or one of these guys hanging around because one might not be enough. And you re- you're, you're absolutely correct. I look at Metcalf and I'm really, really worried about um, the bus potential, especially with all the injuries he had in college. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you have to worry about that as far as that's concerned because, you know, Matt, if you look at him, I mean, I think the, the stat that hangs out the most is that Tom Brady ran a faster shuttle time. And you think, what? Tom Brady's not fast at all, and he's not. But this man, Metcalf, and he, listen, he should be on Mr., the Mr. Universe picture, right? I mean, the guy is cut yeah. up like there's no, like there's no tomorrow. He's all cut up. I mean, he looks, he looks fantastic if you like that sort of thing. But that's not football. He's not fluid at all. He can't run. He can't cut. You know, and he's a guy who I, used to, I think it's, you're just waiting for, oh, you know, he's got a, uh, a bad groin, a bad calf, a hamstring yeah. pull. That sort of thing. You see so tight, so taut that these things are going to be a problem, I think. Uh, he's, he's really a one-route runner. Yes, he'll be great in the end zone. He'll be great in the red zone because he'll go up and get the ball. But other than that, I mean, he's not the uh, – he's, he's never going to be a wide receiver one. That's not going to happen here. I see, it's, just, it's just rare. I think it's so rare for me to, tell, to think a player, stay out of the weight room, buddy. You're doing it too much. I know. You know that's, yes. that's strange. <laughs> remember remember the old Texas point. Rangers back in the 90s? Juan Gonzalez, yeah. Yvonne Rodriguez, and these guys. The steroids. Yeah, just, 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 oh, yeah. They were steroids, yeah. But they boom, were, boom. Yeah, no, they look like like freaks. I know, just like but, their but that, heads, that wasn't their good no for baseball. You need, just, yeah, you're, no, you're not, you're not fluid. That's not good. You need to be more fluid. And you're, yeah. you're not bodybuilding here. You're playing a professional sport. Yes, it's, you want to be strong. Of course you want to be strong. But you need to be fluid. You need to be able to move. And, you know, those guys couldn't do it then, and I don't see Metcalf being able to do it now. I just find it strange. I know I tweeted this out, uh, I think, during the first round, uh, maybe early second round, how the Seahawks, they just don't believe in surrounding Wilson with talent. 
You know, you, you don't get him help, especially if, if all this is true. And you and I did speculate about this about a month ago with Doug Baldwin that he's done. He has to retire. I hope. Listen, I hope it's not true. I think Doug Baldwin's a, you know he's one of the players you want to continue playing. But if he has to retire, I'm not risking my health if I'm an NFL player. If I made my money and Doug has made his money, no way I risk my uh, long term health here. I retire happily. But if Doug has to leave, I mean, your number one wide receiver right now is Tyler Lockett. I know. You know Jerron Brown. David and Moore. he used and Tyrod and and Lockett used no to be tight a return end. man. He used to be a Good return luck. man. Right. Good luck. You're not going to win with I that. Know. You, I know. Look, Russell Wilson is great. If you if this guy ever had top flight talent around him, my God, the numbers he'd put up. But you, you <laughs> keep giving him crap. You keep giving him crap, and hope and hoping he can keep working his magic. I mean, uh, you're asking too much. Yeah, Pete Carroll just that's just his that's his thing. I don't know. Like it, it's almost like I don't know if everybody has that buddy. He just it almost seems like he has to outthink himself all the time. Everything has to be, you know, George, a, a contest or a challenge. He just can't go and look and say, okay, this is gonna work. Like, oh, I gotta try this, and oh, I can make that guy work under my system and whatever. Like after a while, it's kind of wearing thin on me as a Seahawk fan. Like he thinks he can take any type of situation and just go, oh yeah, don't worry, I can make it work. Well, you can't. After a while talent's going to have to get there and what they've done at the wide receiver position is deplorable you pay this guy all this money yeah you got to go out and do something in these late rounds they got to they, they're going to have to try to do something yeah because you sign wilson to that money i get it he's making a big bulk of the of the cash hell he's going out to give the offensive lineman amazon shares and stuff like that but they're through the draft that's how that's how you you can you can address these problems and there's still a lot of good players left uh between rounds four and six i think that you could draft that wide receiver well, wide receiver was going to be a, a deep, but after it wasn't top talent. It was uh, more deep in the second and third rounds. There'll still be some guys there in the, in the fourth round. Listen, you got Metcalf, who was probably a top 12 uh, wide receiver. He's just the guy that we knew his name. You know, and that's why people think, oh, Seattle got a great value. Not really. There was a reason all these teams uh, decided to pass on him, which is kind of hilarious. Yeah. And he kept saying it. Okay, not Metcalf, not Metcalf. I mean, everybody was just passing on the guy. There's a reason for that, folks. All right? Uh, you know, these teams uh, do have an idea of what they're doing. And receiver's not an easy position to play here. I Listen, I, you hope he works out. But from the type of player he is, he looks like a one-trick pony to me. And I don't know if that's going to be great for I just I get more annoyed, Cam, when you see great players that teams just – they keep wanting him to play great. We're not going to give you uh, players to help you. You just have to keep doing your magic. You know, sooner or later, that runs yeah. out. You're asking too much. No, yeah, no, you're absolutely, you're absolutely correct, and and that's the thing. Like, I'm just looking at the wide receiver position, and it's yeah, it's thin. Like Lockett, Lockett's okay, he's good, but no, it's. Uh, I look at other teams in comparison, and you you sign this guy, you pay him so much money, and yeah, it's not just going to happen automatically. It, it's it's a bit ridiculous. Talking about uh, interesting moves, a guy that I really liked, uh, George watching a lot of college, and he eventually went to Carolina, Will Greer. I think uh, they got a steal that late in the in the draft. I'm telling you, he's a lot like Baker Mayfield. Uh, I know we can't give grades. That's what I hate, too. Oh, this team gets an F. This team gets an A. We haven't even seen these guys play in the NFL yet. We can't just address their college careers. But to get a quarterback with uh, in the production that he had in big games, he's shown up. He's a very fiery guy. I think that's good news. And we've seen Cam Newton's been injured quite a bit there, George, quite a bit. So a good move by the Panthers, I think, an absolute steel picking this kid up he's kind of like baker mayfield jr and they got him late the problem is he's, he's gonna get no reps you know so uh and that's the hard thing of picking a quarterback that's uh obviously behind another quarterback this is why by the way rosen and, and uh kyler murray couldn't uh, both coexist in arizona because murray yeah. needs all the reps it's the same that's thing. right I mean, that's just, this is why when it comes to good teams they generally like to have the veteran backup the guy who doesn't need all the reps you know yes it'd be better if he had him but he can survive without them you know, Greer is going to need reps. He's also older than most. He's 24, which is kind of uh, kind of strange here. Listen, I like the pick as well. I think it was. I don't want. I don't want to say raise an eyebrow. But I'm like, oh, interesting, because I'm thinking the same as you. All right, they know Cam's got injury problems. They want to have a quarterback behind him, and I I get that. But how many reps is he playing until Cam gets hurt? You, you know, in in camp and all this and during the week, 75 percent at minimum are going to. Uh, the starting quarterback. And we've seen all throughout history, right? These starting quarterbacks, all of a sudden, they take 95 of the reps because they get jealous of the other guy. And they're afraid of losing their jobs. I always find it hilarious. You know, Tom Brady with Garoppolo, he was jealous of him, which made no <laughs> sense whatsoever. Garoppolo was never replacing you, but you still were jealous of him. And we see this over and over again. Oh, you know, Brett Favre hated Allen Rodgers. It goes on and on and on and on. So I just don't know how, uh, if they'll be able to get Greer up to, if we're really going to see what he can do until Cam suffers an injury where he's out long term. Yeah. 
Yeah, I th- I I I agree but, with that there, George. I'm just saying it's just I I just like the pick because I think he brings a lot of intangibles to the table, and a lot of people, you know, when when he was looking at the draft board and the props, his over under for draft position was like 33 and a half, and you got him a lot later than that. So good on Carolina, they actually did their thing. But I I love the value running back positions, George, and just talking from a fantasy perspective too. The guy I was talking about uh, that uh, escaped my mind that I'm remembering now, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders was the other Penn State back after Saquon Barkley. Had a really, really good year. Kind of fell under the radar because Barkley gets all the hype. This guy is an absolute machine. And Philadelphia, we know about their running back problems. I think from a fantasy perspective, um, whatever league you're typing in, this is one rookie I think that can make a big, big impact. You know Philadelphia, how they switch up those backs. I think this guy is the right choice there, George. Miles Sanders, Penn State, love the pick for the Eagles. Well... Certainly not good with Jordan Howard for owners, right? If you, uh, if you had Howard and a keeper in a yeah. dynasty league, uh, you're probably happy. Oh, goes to Philadelphia. That's good. Oh, no. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. You know, it's, like, it's pretty much one of those deals. Uh, he's that yeah, good, though. I, like, you can't pass up on I agree. Him. Like, he's electrified. I agree. You know? Once again, it also goes back to the point, this is why I don't take Saquon Barkley last year from the Giants. You can yes. find running backs in the second, third round. You, can, you just can't, can't find the quarterback there. But, uh, yeah, I thought the same thing. I'm like, oh, they're just starting running back. Or... Yeah, I always, I always worry about this as, as well with Doug Peterson. He believes in a, a committee. So he wonder yeah, if everybody plays. And that kills them all for fantasy. You know, now you can't take any of them as a running back one. I wonder if that's going to be a case here too. How would be the short yardage guy, Santa's the 20s guy and that sort of thing. And then, you know, they'll have guys who catch the ball out of the backfield, um, PPR leagues. Because uh, Peterson history is that he likes that. Or is it because, you know, you always got to figure out, well, does he like that? Or he's never had a true number one back. So he's had to like that. Yeah, so you get to play that game too, which is not a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. The running back carousel with Philadelphia—they're very, very tough from a fantasy fantasy perspective. Like, who the hell do you target there? It's it's almost like the way New England used to be, right, George? It's like, what the hell are we going to do with this team? It just drives people nuts. It drives owners nuts, and sometimes you just want to stay away from them because it gives you a headache. Yeah, I mean, I, I you're playing the Bill Belichick guessing game. You know, he seemed to hate uh, fantasy, hate running backs, and he played the, uh, you know, he would keep rotating him. Now it's Sonny Michelle. They drafted a running back as well who's pretty good. And uh, I think that was, I think it was more value there than anything else, and Bill didn't, uh, was just stuck to his board. But I uh, was surprised when, what they did as well, that they uh, went in that direction. And when you already have Michelle and you already got the other guys that are there. But uh, I think Bill just likes to add the headaches. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? It's funny you talk about Jordan Howard. Well, I thought the Bears did a, a brilliant job, George. There's one guy who, when you talk about missed tackles and effectiveness in college, uh, also from a, a, a team that really pounded the rock, I love what the Bears did with uh, Montgomery. And he, he, that's the thing. Now with him and Tariq Cohen, he's going to be the guy with Cohen. And they have kind of that one-two punch, a thunder and lightning type of thing. Good on the Bears. I think the Bears, uh, very, very, very smart, perfect pick for their system. And uh, he's going to fit in very nicely there. Love that move. This kid a real stud. Yeah, the Bears had to have somebody who could be, uh, for lack of a better term, a caddy with uh, Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen can't handle the load by himself. Someone else who could uh, be more of a 20s guy and let Cohen do what he does. Catch the water of the backfield, you know, design big plays for him. Uh, Cohen's not your, nowhere near your, uh, you know, your Ezekiel Elliott, Squam Barkley, one of those guys. Yeah. He's more of a, uh, a specialty back is what I would call him. Not, that, that's not, there's value in Tariq Cohen, a lot of value in Tariq Cohen. So you knew that the Bears were going to take somebody, which is a matter of who. Yeah. What are, what are you doing today, George? Your, your team doesn't have a lot of picks there. They were kind of like Seattle before. Uh, I'll give them credit. I'll give uh, Schneider and uh, Carol and all those guys credit. They traded a lot and just stockpiled picks. We only had four entering the draft. Then we got 11. What are you guys doing? It seems like the Dallas Cowboys, lots of uh, sleep time between picks, buddies. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, what do you what do you do? It's like, hey, hey, hey I, I guess you're watching the draft for other teams, but uh, not a very busy, busy uh, time for you guys. No, well, and we, Dallas knew this when they traded for uh, when they traded for Mari Cooper. Mari Cooper, Cooper was yeah. your first round pick. I mean, that, that's that's the way it, it worked, worked out, out, and it worked out brilliantly for you guys. Surprisingly, but this is a very weak wide receiver crop as far as top talent. We discussed that already. So you get Carl Cooper, assume, assuming you sign him, which I assume they will. Then you know it works out. Other than that, they have a straight draft: two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, they take the uh, defensive tackle in uh, the second round, uh, which is fine. You know, once again, uh, is even when in doubt. Go with the linemen. Go with the hogs. You need those guys. And around three, they did the same thing. They went for the offensive line. You know, you see what you, you see what Dallas believes in. 
once again, the, uh, the, the lines. And I, I, it's hard to argue against that. Yes, they needed a safety. I would have liked to have seen that. And you can never have enough cornerbacks. Dallas has issues there, and I expect them to address that uh, in today. You know, between rounds four and seven. Wouldn't shock me if they dropped the tight end. Once again, you need to be a lower, uh, a lower tight end. Obviously, it'd be around, it wouldn't be a top-ranked tight end, but I, don't, I wouldn't be shocked to see them go after that. Uh, I don't know if they'll go wide receiver. I don't. I think Dallas is going to concentrate today on cornerback, safety, tight end, and maybe BPA after that, well, whatever it happens to be. But I don't mind what Dallas has done. I don't because, you know, the linemen, they're, they're not the sexy picks in the, in the middle of a draft. You have well, they're the good guys, picks. Right? So you need, you need that's, right. that's how the you win. <laughs> exactly. You need the control of a line of scrimmage. You need the control of a line of scrimmage. Dallas, well, you know, Randy Gregory suspended again. David Irving gone. He retired because he can't stay off marijuana. So yeah, they needed to fortify that defensive line, and they've done that. Remember, they traded Robert, uh, well, they got Robert Quinn from the Dolphins for next year's sixth-round pick, not this year's sixth-round pick, which threw me off too, by that's the way. That's a steal, by the way, to pick that's, up Quinn for that price. Like, that's you guys have done a lot of smart things. Like uh, he's he's much better than a six round talent. I could tell you that. It's a that's that's a coup. That's a great move by you guys. Great move. So they got Quinn. They got Quinn. They got uh, uh, you know they got another lineman who drafted. They got another offensive lineman. They were not happy with Connor Williams from last year. And now this offensive lineman is sort of very versatile. I think that's what they like as well. This guy can play any position along the offensive line. So that's always a good thing. Uh, once again, I think Dallas may have jumped a little early on both players. Maybe they could have waited. But, if, you know, if, you, if these, these are players you want, you didn't want to uh, risk losing them, it doesn't bother me all that much. What, uh, what Out of so far, what teams, uh, I guess, when you're looking at it, George, who, who do you think? Like, I love what the Bills have done. I think they've got a lot of, like, real tough, mean-ass kids and uh, really building that defense into, like, a ferocious defense. I told you I like Chicago with the Montgomery move. What team, like, just looking at the draft so far and whatever? I know it's going to take years to give grades, but uh, initial thoughts when you're looking, go, you know what, I really like what these guys have done. Well, like I said, from day one, I thought Washington did well. They did very well. And once again, you get the, you didn't trade up. You had patience, and you got the quarterback. And you may have gotten yep. the quarterback you wanted all along. Outside of Kyler Murray, I think you would have rather had Murray, but you knew you had no chance at him. But you were able to get the, the next guy you wanted there. So that, that was the first thing. That, you know, I thought they did well. I thought the Jets did well as well also. They weren't yep. – they didn't pass up on what might be the best player in the draft because they were they did want to trade out. We know they wanted to trade out, but they didn't get the offers they liked. So rather than take the best offer, they took what might be the best player in the draft. So I know the Jets did very well. Uh, I, I like what you said about Buffalo too, but I'll, I'll throw this out there. They're starting to remind me of Seattle. Are you going to give Mr. Allen anything to throw to? Not going to matter how good your defense is if you can't score any points. You know, I, I, by the way, I found that hilarious on uh, – you know, social media yesterday that LaShawn McCoy, I guess, I'm not a, uh, oh, yeah, I'm not a, a Marvel's yeah. comic guy. I'm not. No, I mean, yeah, you're not uh, You're not rushing out to see Avengers, but yeah, this no. guy's a real uh, I didn't see the clown. first one. <laughs> hey, I didn't see the watch. first one. Hey, George, George, I don't go to movies. Like, I, I watch them at home. I'm like you with the, with your old uh, Islanders and Dallas tapes, like your VHSs, like going to the archives. Like, I don't go to movies, man. Like, I, my girlfriend, if we go to a movie, it's like got to be a real special occasion, like a special dinner or something like that. I just, we stay at home. Watch movies at home. Why do I hold what I want to go to the theater? I, I don't mind going to the movies. I just need, I need something to see. I mean, I don't think there's anything good out there. Everything is a, uh, a Star Wars, which I'll go see Star Wars. I always do. And, or, or a superhero movie. That's what every movie is. Yeah, there are I no know. movies it's getting, anymore. It's getting out of control. Like, to Gabe's point yesterday, too, like all the Marvel stuff, like, I didn't mind Wolverine or whatever, but it's all the same type of movie. You know, yes. guys, like an old drunk, and then he, you know, he gets his mojo back and goes and people folks? up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, give me a good story. No, so uh, yeah. I, I don't go to I don't go to movies. Uh, it, it's rare. There's just nothing. I, there's just not, nothing I'm dying to see. That's the bottom line. There's nothing I'm dying to see here. So uh, I would like to see. Yeah. I would like to see Buffalo. But Lashawn McCoy. See people though. Hey, I hope you lose every game, Buffalo. You prick. Uh, I hope the Bills. Uh, it's like okay, easy Avengers fans. Like, uh, what a shitty thing to do. Like that's kind of like interesting. Like, did Lashawn McCoy wake up though and said, "I'm going to piss people off today and just do this"? It's it's kind of a lousy you know, thing to if do. If you're you know? a big like, Avengers fan, oh, uh, yeah, there's you, a million people you, out there. There. A lot of people love should these you, type of movies. Get your height. Should you have been on social media? Listen, I'm a big yeah, Game of yeah. Thrones fan. I yeah. couldn't watch Game of Thrones. I can't watch it live because I don't have HBO. I got to uh, watch it on HBO Go, which is a couple of hours later. Yeah. I'm smart enough, Cam, to know not to go on Twitter during that time. Excellent. Not to go point. on Facebook or anything else. I, so I don't. Avengers is a major movie here. You had to know oh. not to go on social media. You big had time. To. Big time. Yeah, good point, George. Yeah, West Coast, East Coast, people have seen it before. It's over. 
let the cat out of the bag. Weekend Fantasy Update. We won't go to the Avengers, but we'll break down the betting board. I can tell you that coming up after the break.